Welcome to the Simplified Organization Show, where real moms chat about real life and how to manage our responsibilities at home while prioritizing our people. We want to banish overwhelm, fulfill our callings, and stay cheerful while we do it, because this is good work that God is doing in and through us. I'm your host, Misty Winkler, a second-generation homeschooling mom of five kids, ages 18 to nine, and I write and podcast at simplyconvivial.com, and I'm author of the book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. And today, I'm joined by Joy Pullman. Joy is a happily married mother of six children, ages 11 and under, and the executive editor of The Federalist, the top publication for new right ideas. She and her husband are the co-founders of a classical Charlotte Mason Christian school, and they are both graduates of Hillsdale College, which is where they met. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for joining me today, Joy. Oh, thanks for having you. I've been a huge fan for a very long time, so I'm delighted to be able to talk to you in person. So you have six kids and, Mm -hmm. I mean, executive editor. That seems like kind of a big deal. (laughs) I'm told that by my bosses. I don't know if they're just trying to pump my ego, but I mean, it's a very demanding job at the top of our industry. It takes a lot of my time and my energy, and I, you know, I'm proud of it. And yeah, I mean, so I'm in charge of all the editorial over here at, you know, this really huge, um, you know, conservatarian um, kind of publication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How often do articles go out on the site? Um, well, I am currently in charge of publishing kind of our more morning batch. So that will be anywhere from 10 to 14 articles. And then we have staffers publishing articles throughout the day. I would say maybe on average about one or two an hour. Wow. So that's a lot to manage. And then six kids is also a lot to manage. (laughs) It is. They both are full-time jobs in themselves. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you say to either the other working moms or maybe those who have kids and think like, and, and feel like, well, a job is more fulfilling than being home with the kids, you know, should I do more or be more than staying home with the kids, but then the kids feel like so much. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I could answer that question in a lot of ways. And I do get that a lot. But I think the first one is talking about the fact that, I mean, maybe by the time the podcast goes up, this will already be in place, but I'm moving down to part-time. And there's been a lot of times in my career, depending on how many babies I have, or, you know, how young the baby is that I've gone to part-time and my work has been very flexible this whole time. So I've been really blessed to have bosses who work with me. So my husband and I have also, you know, he's, he's worked nights and weekends. Sometimes he's been in graduate school, you know, we, so we've done a lot of very flexible, um, you know, work to try to keep our kids really cared for by us almost exclusively. Um, so that's been, you know, so that is a very large amount of wear and tear on the, on the mom. And I really encourage, but I mean, so that also has really taught me, you know, so we, we talked about, um, you know, I, I do, I work at the top of the media industry and I've, you know, seen people who are basically celebrities, either on TV all the time, have very huge super powered careers. And I mean, the honest truth is, first of all, that my life as a mother is a lot more uh, actually challenging to me and really increases 
challenges my character and, and create and challenges me to grow, especially in my faith, but also, you know, just the general character at a lot more even than my career, which I also find very fulfilling. But I mean, honestly, mothering has been, I just feel like it's kind of the Olympic sport of being a human being for a woman. <laughs> um, but then the second thing that I think about is observing, you know, all of those kind of high profile people that I just mentioned um, a lot of them really are not happy. And, and you know, a lot of and I've had people say to me behind the scenes, you are so blessed that you've had that you have kids that you had them young. And that has been very encouraging to me because it is really, really hard to have a lot of kids, you know, and, and to I mean, even if you don't have a lot of kids, you know, just little kids or children in general, they are they ask a lot out of you. Um, and so it's been very enlightening to me to be behind the scenes with people who look very glitzy and glamorous to other people and realize that the most meaningful thing that I do every single day and the most challenging really is my relationships with my family. Um, yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, I think that's really important for us. You know, I, I just always want to tell people that because I remember being on the other side, you know, of the curtain or of the green room, you might call it, and, you know, being really impressed by these people. And then when you get a closer look, you think, wow, my home life is actually really happy. And I'm really happy about that. And I would far prefer having, you know, a happy marriage and children um, to, you know, having a huge career. Um, and a lot of times people do have to sacrifice one for the other. And, you know, if you have the choice, man, pick the family every time. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I know when I was growing up, my parents were, both of their moms had worked mm -hmm. and they, you know, very intentionally chose to have my mom stay at home because, mm -hmm. you know, my dad worked long hours. And so it was either that or daycare, which gets really expensive. And that wasn't the family life that they wanted. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, that was before the internet. So <laughs> doing work online wasn't a thing back then. And, uh, you know, having mom at home was so formative and, mm -hmm. and we knew that there were sacrifices involved. Yeah. You know, we didn't have spare cash <laughs> for anything, yeah. but we had more kids and we had, uh, yeah, a happy home. And that was that worth is worth it. any amount of money. <laughs> mm -hmm. Honestly, you know, eating eating beans and rice. That's what my so my husband and I when we talk about potential financial futures, we say, you know, would we be happy eating beans and rice? Yes, we would. You know, of course, we all like steak and all the rest. But if you have that family life, it is yeah, it is worth scrimping and saving. And and both of my husband's parents and mine at different times um, had to really do that in serious ways. And you know, the kids don't notice all, you know, the financial trappings as much. And what we need in our society is not more people really focused on gaining a lot of money and prestige, but we need more people focused on creating decent citizens and human beings and creating yeah. happy home lives. And we are really, really bad at that <laughs> as a society. But at the end of your life, you're never going to look back and say, gee, I should have spent more hours at the office. You know, I've, you know, and, and I've heard very, you know, again, people with massive best-selling, you know, books and careers and things say that to me that they have huge regrets. So I want to share that to people because I don't, you know, I think people get the grass is greener on the other side thing, but the truth is that investing in your mothering and your family and your your um, Christian walk in the way that having a family requires you to do is the number one most meaningful and best thing that you really can do with your life. Mm-hmm. 
what I hear so often from women that maybe had a career before they had kids and, and thought they were organized and put together and had good character <laughs> yeah. and all this stuff. So I'm ready to have kids and a family and then they have, and then they have kids in their home and they're like, I'm not at all organized. It turns <laughs> out I'm terribly impa- <laughs> impatient. <laughs> yep. That's actually why I love you are so encouraging to me because uh, you know, when you talk about those character issues and you put those front and foremost, which is something completely different what you hear from most women's, you know, speakers and Christian speakers even, um, you know, so elevating those affairs of the heart. I mean, it's it's just been wonderful mentoring for me. So I appreciate that. Um, if you want, I have a couple, I mean, I have practical tips, you know, that we talked about both about, you know, kind of like, you know, my personal meal planning, because I actually, I consider myself a pretty organized person, but there's something, I, there's a few things that I wanted to share with people just about this specific issue of kind of balancing the whole family and the work life without, I mean, I, I always, I do a lot of like check-ins with my kids and every single day and multiple times throughout the day, I should kind of check their temperature and see, you know, do you need mother more right now um, and try to put them first anyway. So I guess that's one, but I had four other ones that I, I wanted to kind of suggest about basically how we managed to have six kids <laughs> with two full-time working parents um, and out when, and no daycare. In fact, I mean, the max number of babysitter hours I've done per week is like four to six. <laughs> so it's really very minimal. <laughs> the first thing that I, um, that I've learned over my marriage and we've been married now for almost 12 years. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. that's decent, but not super long, I would say. <laughs> um, but that's been a blessing to me is to let my husband discipline and, um, and, and not get in his way, especially in front of the kids, you know, there's, you know, so husbands and wives often have, they bring different things to the table because of the way that God made us men and women. And so we definitely talk about those things privately without the kids, but allowing my husband to really be the leader and the man of the family and the father to the children and have very high standards for behavior has been actually a huge blessing to me. Um, as a mother, because the children having good behavior helps me relax and not feel like I'm going crazy all day long with these undisciplined kids. <laughs> um, so I, that, I mean, as, as a young wife, I was really nervous about that, you know, because men are more dominant and aggressive. And it was a little, and I you know my husband's actually a very gentle and self-controlled man, you know, but, you know, it, as a woman, you are not intuitively the same as a man. So him getting into his masculine can be scary. So to relax and let him do his thing that God made him to do has been such a blessing to me. And I recommend that wives consider that, think about it and let their husbands do that. The second one that's been huge to me is um, being willing to ask for help and to accept it. Mm. Um, you know, so I've seen, especially young mothers, um, you know, it's very, very hard to have babies and toddlers. You know, if you have babies and toddlers at the same time, that is really intense. Mm-hmm. Um if someone says, hey, you want to come over to my house for a play date or you want to come over for a meal or, hey, how about I take your four-year-old, five-year-old for a morning while we're going to the park so you can get a nap while the baby's little, say yes. <laughs> Just say yes. <laughs> you know, and when you get to the point where you have older kids, bless somebody else, pay it forward. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are reluctant to ask for help and let others in and just stop doing that. Just stop being prideful about that. (laughs) Um, It will help your, your life be happier. Um, And that kind of related to that is living near your family or a church that acts like family. So we personally don't live um, near our, our physical family, our, our, you know, but, um, but we do have a wonderful church community and that has allowed us to really um, lean into the accountability and the reciprocity that comes from those close relationships 
And what that really does is it's just a huge blessing for your life. So if you're isolated, not in a near your extended family or a church community that acts like family, consider really taking care of that. I know, Misty, you know, you've made some changes in your life maybe related to that. And I recommend that too. And the last thing kind of related to practical tips just for in general managing, you know, work and children is I basically never have non-work screen time. I don't watch movies. I don't go on social media. And that frees up hours and hours a day that I can either spend with my children or at work. Those are basically the only two things that I do besides, you know, having friends and going to church. But, you know, so that so slimming down all those things really also helps calm the hecticness of my mind. But it also gives me hours and hours a week that I can spend on things that I care much more about. And I find a lot more fruitful. Yeah, I know just before I made the decision to get off Instagram, part of the reasoning was that was when Apple released the whole screen time report. (laughs) And I would have said that I spent, you know, maybe two or three hours a week Mm -hmm. and it was like six to eight. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Well, especially if you're parenting to you're modeling to your children, you know, that behavior and you're teaching them where to go for comfort and relaxation. Mm. And I am a big fan of comfort and relaxation. We all need downtime, but there's also, you know, there's healthier ways to do it. And there's, I mean, you talk about this all the time, right? You know, so you're probably aware of this, but, you know, going for a walk or a bike ride, or like you say, getting a glass of water or just having a conversation with someone you love. Those are all really low key fruitful ways to rest and recharge And you get, I feel like I get a lot more out of that than scrolling through this or that, um, you know, other thing or checking my email, which is (laughs) anxiety inducing. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I found when I stopped scrolling, having something on my phone Mm -hmm. to just scroll through and zone out that the things that I did instead to take a break and, and have a moment of calm really were calming. And that helped me recognize how much that like zoning out time on Instagram was actually just. It's um, actually low level stress. I would say. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And fragmented, distracted Mm -hmm. thinking that then carries into the day after you put the phone down, it felt much easier to think after a few days Mm -hmm. on no Instagram. (laughs) I actually go um, screen free on Saturdays because so another, you know, way that I kind of try to fit in my work around family. I mean, I've done many different things at different times. We've had uh, my husband and I, you know, uh, kind of switching off midday. That's actually now our our summer schedule since he's a teacher. Um, I also have done where I only work when the kids are sleeping, basically. So before they wake up in the morning and then during their afternoon nap time. Um, Then I've had times, you know, where um, that. that's actually mostly what I've been doing right now. And then, you know, there's other times where, you know, my husband would get home from work at three thirty, four o'clock, and then I'd work for two hours and he'd make dinner. And then, you know, we've done all kinds of different things. But one of the things that's been a constant throughout that is trying for me to have screen-free Saturdays and the difference um, in that to my just feeling good and competent, like I can follow a thread is wonderful. So if you can't do that, you know, so I, you know, I, I can't be offline right now um, during work days, but I can do it on Saturdays. And that's really restorative for me. That's such a good point. And that's it for this first part of the conversation with Joy Pullman. But stay tuned for next week because she has so many more great tips 
and great encouragement for prioritizing our families and why that is so important. You can find resources that Joy has created by finding her bio at The Federalist, which I have linked in the description below. And if doing all these things just seems way too overwhelming and your mind is blown by thinking about all the details Joy juggles, and maybe even that you are also juggling, comparing yourself and therefore succumbing to overwhelm, pause and go to answeroverwhelm.com. That's answeroverwhelm.com and you will get instant access to my one hour workshop on how to notice and respond appropriately to the feelings of overwhelm that come up in our hearts and minds. Overwhelm is not a state that we should live in, but we need to know how to respond properly when we do feel that way. So go to answeroverwhelm.com so that you can get a grip on those feelings of overwhelm and come back for part two of my conversation with joy also. Not only that, remember to repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.